All right. Welcome back to Table Talks, where we have deeper conversations or something highly sought after, but rarely explored. And I have both Brandon and Alyssa back with me today. Brandon's playing producer as normal and Alyssa as my co-host. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Vibe. <laughs> So, um, so today, Alyssa and I actually spoke uh, previous to recording this episode with some topics to actually talk about instead of like last episode where we kind of just winged it. Um, so I'm going to let Alyssa take it away for our top two. I just thought it would be really awesome to go over some really cool videos and stuff that we saw. All right, let's go. So I saw Brendan Fraser is trending so hard right now for being the purest soul I have ever seen. All right, so explain to people who Brendan Fraser is because we walked in and we were talking to Brandon about this before and he was like, oh, that's Brendan Fraser. So, like, let us know okay. who he is. <laughs> so you may not remember him. He's kind of resurfacing, but he's been in movies like The Mummy, um, George of the Jungle. Really, really good actor. Oh, my God, such um, a good but actor. he has a new movie out, and I believe it was, let's see, Little Lottie Cosplay that did the interview, and she just was like, we support you. We love you. You're doing such a great job. And his... Facial expressions, I could not. He was the sweetest, nicest soul. Yeah. Oh my God. So I mean, his fa- like like she said, his facial reactions. Oh my God, so adorable. I was like, ah, he's so pure. Like he doesn't even know how much the internet actually loves this man. Oh my gosh. And the way he said, aw shucks, ma'am, at the end, <laughs> that had me. Dead. You guys, Dead. you have to watch this video if you haven't seen it. It's on TikTok. Yeah, so look it up. Look it up. Um, and we're going to roll right in the second one, which was a TikTok that I actually sent to Alyssa, um, and my best friend, Trisha. And, uh, it's about 69 and it's basically like if men want a 69, like your head game is shit. Uh, but if you, but that's because men that know their head game is really good. Like she's going to sit there and, um, you're, you're, you know, is basically going to be in her mouth like a flush thermometer. And let me tell you, I was fucking rolling because I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thinking back to all the times that, like, I've had done 69, I'm like, wow, that's embarrassing. But, yep, I mean, that's really true. (laughs) It's really true. Any stories to tell? No, no. I mean, I don't want to dive too deep. But, like, I mean, a man with good head game is going to – you're going to sit there, like, with a flashlight. It's that or, like, the height thing I feel like is a huge problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have no, I, I mean, I'm 5'8", so I don't experience the, the, like, the height problem too often, but, like, I have heard from shorter girls that, like, that is, like, a problem. I feel like definitely the shorter person yeah. has a problem. I say short girls, but that's because most of my, I have female friends, so, like, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm a tall girl, and yeah, I still exactly. have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think the, like, like, height difference can definitely be an issue, but, like, yeah, I mean, if your head game's on point, like. Don't even bother with 69. So what a cafe. Oh, yeah? You you got some thoughts on that? No, I'm just saying. I like if your head game's on point, that goes for a guy or for a girl. If your head game's on point. Yeah. So what a cafe. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we were were talking more about girls, but like, or like guys' head game being on point. But girls' head game, yeah. Like, if your head game's on point, like, there's going to be no competition. But I I like the, the way you guys... I guess, measure or kind of can make assumptions based off of how good or not someone's head game is based off of the 69. I've never used it. I'm going to start using that now. Well, listen, I never did either. This was just like a video that popped up and then it made me think back yeah. to all the times I've done 69. I was like, yeah, wow, that, that head was Name shit. one good one. 
one good 69 experience. It, it doesn't exist. It's so fun, especially in high school. Like, the idea of it is, like, so exciting. Like, oh, we get to both get off. No, you don't. No. Neither of you usually no. do. It's definitely not together. No, it, exactly. Like, no, never and never. Yeah. It's like that transitional move. You do it for like a couple minutes and then you just move along yeah. to the rest. Yeah, and we the don't talk stuff. you don't talk about it afterwards. Like it, have you ever had a conversation where you've actually like talked about like the fact that oh that sixty nine was so good? Like, no. I don't think I've ever asked. No, but heard I've had people words. request like they've requested it. Like that's the position re- they like. No. Yeah. And I'm way. like, is it because my ass is in your face? Like, is that the appeal? Then let I me just sit like. on it. Let on me let me just yeah, sit I'm, on it. I feel like girls can worry about that too. They're like, I'm gonna suffocate him. And they're like, let's go, suffocate me. Yeah. Like guys are definitely <laughs> guys are definitely way more like sit on my face and just fucking suffocate me. Where girls are like, no, let me just like let me do my work. Like, bitch, I'm good at this shit. Let me do my work. Like Yeah. Hey, I from a guy's point of view, part of what we enjoy is the visual of when that is happening, when that's taking place. Guess what I don't get to see in a 69? The only thing I get to see is booty. <laughs> and a beautiful Which, back. But, but like it's not But do even, you? Like, not even. You don't get a good really. angle of it. Exactly. You see say. paint. Right. Exactly. Or like <laughs> booty hole. Good. Yeah. Like you don't even get good, like good booty. Like as if like, I don't know. I'm like trying to think. I'm like, oh, if you're like, if you're sitting on his face, and I'm like, no, you're still not. You still don't get a booty view. You get like all of this in the front. You get the front view. That's not bad though. No, and I'm, like, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. But but I'm saying you don't get a booty. Sit on boo. your face at that point. Just be like, oh, baby, I want you to sit on my face. Jerk me off. And in the other point. Oh my god, yeah, because you could turn around. Like a pyramid. She's riding. You're getting yeah. that lovely face action. That's oh, fine. That's but fair. the other thing, and this kind of contradicts. How, even though I agree with the, like, just sit on my face thing, is, like, the 69 position, like, you don't get to work it the way, like, even if you no. are good at it, you don't get to work it the way no. you, you can work it. So no, it's like, I don't, that's why I don't like it. Because, like, the way you, I can't do the good business. Yeah, the weight <laughs> and the pressure is going to determine where your tongue can apply pressure back. Yeah, that's how and, it, I mean, most men, it's on the opposite side when you're 69ing. That's what I, that's the other thing that I assumed. I'm like it's always on the opposite side for the guy for the guy. So position wise, it kind of works out for us because it gives you like clear access to the balls and shaft, which cool, like it. I but, have that in any position. Exactly. I'll fucking throw your head, your leg over my fucking shoulder if I fucking need to get in there and get some work done. I'm like, but like, I'm just I, will condone, I will not condone. I will not condone. You think so? So you have a girl do it, and then you're like, oh, never mind, never mind. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I I need to be more careful about what I put out there. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty on the After Dark episodes coming on the Patreon in uh, no, 2022. <laughs> not even. No. <laughs> that shit, that After Dark shit is uh, something that I can, I try not to even revisit in my, <laughs> in my memories. <laughs> oh my god. All right, uh, so let's, like, roll right into our next one. So um, I think our next biggest topic that Alyssa and I really want to talk about, and we're going to, like, totally shift gears. It's going to be, like, a really more serious topic than it is, you know, uh, a wholesome and then sexual content. So thank you. Um, stop apologizing. That's that's where we're going. Not to bring up the last ep- or episode three, but when you just said that, I was like, Flat be facts. less direct. <laughs> Flashbacks. This is a good good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
Uh, there was specifically this kind of topic came up because I sent um, Alyssa like a screen, not a screenshot, but like an Instagram DM of someone else's like post. And it literally says, stop apologizing for expressing your feelings. You're convincing yourself that you are not worth the space you take up. Just need yeah. a round of applause for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Alyssa and I had already, this has been something we both have instilled kind of in each other behind trying to work on not apologizing for just needing someone. And I think it's more or less in that category. I mean, Still correct working me if I'm on wrong. It. Yeah, we're work in progress. Yeah. And I think it's going to forever be a work in progress. And I think that's, that's my personal take is because I still find myself like apologizing and being like, Oh, sorry. And I'm like, no, like I meant what I said and I shouldn't apologize, but just because I'm worried about someone else's feelings about what I just said. Yeah, I definitely feel like you have to be more self-aware when you're trying to stop apologizing once you realize you have the problem. Because you say it in so many different forms. I mean, you say it out with your friends. If you bump into somebody, if they bump into you, how many times have I bumped in? <laughs> Somebody's bumped into me, and I'm like, I'm sorry, and I move out of the way. Yeah. Or, you know, my bad. We apologize every work email. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of, like, something that's been – that like sticks out when we talk about this topic for me is like you and I and always like last year during the pandemic just our our Sundays of just going and grocery shopping and like apologizing to each other being like hey I'm really sorry but like I just need to get this off my chest and like that's where it kind of started with us being like okay we need to stop apologizing for just actually feeling like we need someone like that's that's so not okay to have to apologize because we have that feeling of like, I need to just get this out. But like, I, you know, I'm not even, and I think this was before you and I had really started the whole, like, what do you need from me section? Oh yes, definitely. It was the time we were Snapchatting. We were going on like long winded Snapchats. Like I don't, <laughs> what is it? Five oh, videos in one and we'd be like 20 deep. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. And we're like, okay, hold on. Before I keep going, I have to reply to your snaps because yeah. I'll forget. Like you change topics. Hold on. Yeah. We had very long winded conversations. It was like a one sided conversation. So like mm -hmm. a lot of times I think we'd find ourselves going through all of that and venting stuff out and then being like, oh, I'm sorry. Like at the end, like hope you're having a great day. Yeah. Like exactly. Like, like realizing we're having that one sided conversation, but also not like at the end, we're always like, oh, I love you. Like hope you're having a great day. And also like, sorry for like just dumping on you. And then that's kind of where we came up with what we talked about on the last episode of like, do you need a vent? Do you need advice? Or do you just need support? Like, what do you need? Yeah. Um, but I think the like stop apologizing for like taking up space is something that is not just between you and I. I think a lot of people can relate to that um, simply because I also see it in other areas of my life. Someone being like, oh, yeah, sorry. Like, sorry, I did that. Sorry, I did that. And I'm like, "Why? what are you apologizing for? You, like, simply were like, hey, mm, I yes. need this. Or, hey, like, I did that. But, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't run it by you. And I mean this in, like, you know, I, I see this in, like, my work environment where um, – and I shouldn't even say work environment. I should say I see it between my sister-in-law and I specifically. She'll be like, oh, like, you know, like, I thank you guys, and I'm sorry I needed you today, and da-da-da. And I'm like, no, like, I want you to need me. Like, I am your sister-in-law. Like, if you have to lean on me, like, that is what I'm here for. I want you to do that sort of stuff. And just feeling like we have to say sorry for needing someone I think is just – it's awful. I think yes. that that's terrible. I do feel like now that I've addressed the problem and kind of seen it, that I see a lot of more people in my life apologizing, like, 
too it's too much mm-hmm. absolutely I'm just like please stop we are human beings we're all on the same level like let's just all exist yeah and yeah. be gentle I, I that's what i feel like i remind myself a lot be gentle on yourself that's Take really the funny time. i didn't actually talk to you about this but i started writing a book and i titled it be gentle oh my god and it's really because of like this last year like being stuck in the pandemic and like really like diving into psychedelics and just like realizing like all of these things that are going on and a lot of our conversations of just like realizing to just be gentle with yourself like um I ended you know Brandon does on the end of his podcast like oh do you have like a quote or something you want to leave on and and one of the episodes I ended with like be gentle with yourself because I think that that's something that um I've learned a lot through our friendship, especially like, just like, I know, I know, (laughs) my chest (laughs) over here. Um, but I really have. Cause I think, like you said, like we hold that space for each other to just be totally who we are. Even if that's like amped up about a subject or like crying our eyes out. Genuinely excited. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and being like, no, 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 like don't apologize for that. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And I like have kind of altered that into a lot of other aspects of my life especially because like you know going through a breakup more recently and uh, a more toxic relationship being like just be gentle with yourself like you knew what you wanted and you thought you saw it in that human and like that's okay that you didn't see it in that spat like it didn't come about in that spouse but that doesn't mean that like I should not still want those same things so just be gentle with the fact that like sometimes I'm gonna have flashbacks I'm gonna have these feelings that are like really angry about certain things and like really like upset or or just sad or like a genuine happiness but then I get mad at myself because I'm like oh I shouldn't be happy about that one thing in that relationship and it's like okay well like be gentle like it's yes. it's not about like the fact that that person still makes you happy it's about the fact that that memory is a good memory and that should still hold a space because you still spend two years with someone absolutely yeah I love that yeah yeah so yeah thanks through our friendship I've learned the whole like being gentle with myself and I actually like started writing more like a self-help book about it I cannot wait to read this book yeah uh, I like the first edition yeah uh you'll get the first completely unedited version um because yeah you're just my best friend so that's that's how it goes but yeah um and I kind of have been dropping little teasers that have been writing it but I'm only about 3,000 words now. I was like 2,000 at the last update only. only. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm 3,000 words in. Uh, that's uh, that's called Adderall. <laughs> I sat down and wrote that all in literally like one night because um, it was just like, I was like, I can't sleep. I'm doing whatever the fuck I'm doing sitting here having all of these thoughts and I just need to like spit them out on paper. And that's Did you exactly- write it? Like handwrite it? No, I, ty- I ended up typing it because it was just like, obviously being on Adderall my brain's moving way faster than like my hands and like writing it would have been wicked chicken scratched that point I probably couldn't have read it so I was like just get the computer out and I was like typing some of it and I actually ended up plugging in like my Xbox headphones and like just doing like a a word dictation for some of it too so that way it could just because it was like thoughts were just like there and I was like I need to just get this on paper because if I don't like I'm gonna lose it all so yeah so yeah uh, that's where we're at. Three thousand words in, and but the title is "Be Gentle with Yourself" because I think that that's really, really been an extremely important aspect of my life in the last like year and a half. Yes, definitely, and I feel like we have to talk about creating that space for yourself too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know personally for myself, I like recently learned through like 
going to like a sauna that I needed to create like a bubble around myself. And I was like, okay, well, like, what does that bubble look like? Like, what does that do? Like, what does it feel like? I like that you asked yourself that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think you have to. I think if you're going to create a space for yourself that's like your safe space, like, I don't feel, and this is personal, I don't think it can be a physical space. Like, I think it can be, but I think when you need to be gentle with yourself, it has to be mental. So you have to create like a mental space for yourself. So when I do this, like, I'm, actually just did it today because I was like feeling really overwhelmed and stressed at work and I was like I need to go to my my safe space like my mental safe space and I took that and it's uh it it starts at my toes it's a nice like I close my eyes and it's green I don't know why green but green just seems like the color even though blue is like my favorite color but this is it's green and it's just like water like lukewarm bath water not overly hot that you're like oh my god it's hot but like a nice warm bath that's like soothing bath so like body temperature or a little warmer a little bit warmer so okay. like it's definitely a little more elevated than like your body temperature and I just like fill it up from literally my feet to my head and then it's like I am like oh I'm drowning but I'm not drowning and I just like take deep breaths when I feel like I'm drowning <gasps> we've talked about those yeah I've- like the deep breaths when you just feel like you're like under pressure in the water yeah absolutely when your ears plug up and you're just sitting with yourself and it's so quiet it's, yeah there's something different about it absolutely so yeah like it's just like that that space and I, I just start at my feet and then I'm just, it's like I'm standing in a tank and it just slowly fills up with water until eventually it is like it is covering all of me but it's like a safe space it's warm it's comfortable and like I can just breathe and like I take that space to like breathe and just let it go and that got me through my work day today because today felt stressful and overwhelming. How long did that take you? Maybe thirty seconds. Uh, at like that's I I really shorten that time down. If I'm gonna do it, I try to do that before I meditate now. So like I really work that up. Um, but I mean I honestly don't know because when I first started it, I was sitting in a sauna, and I was in a really wet, hundred percent humidity, hundred and forty degree sauna. Like there's no clocks I don't have my watch on so when I was like working this out I don't know how oh, no, long I don't like, expect you to know down to the second yeah but like yeah I would say I think it probably took me about 30 seconds and that's on the faster pace side I like to take it a little bit slower when I have the option but I have children I look after and you know being slow is not an option when you have a 18 month old running around I think that's why I brought up time is more because I feel like people do walk into that situation and think that I need to carve out a chunk of time you know yeah. oh an hour oh I need to go work out and do some self-care and make sure I dress up and do all of those things and I feel like it doesn't always have to be such a long time it can be the five mm-hmm. minutes the 30 seconds just right re um convening yourself yeah back to that space yeah absolutely and almost like a it's like a mental reset um and I like I like mental resets on a greater scale, but I've had to figure out how to do that on a much smaller scale and like a much like more time constraint scale. And I think obviously going to the sauna and microdosing have really helped me kind of find that space of like, okay, how can I do this and have the same feeling that I have when I'm able to kind of just let go? But like, how do I incorporate that into like a really stressful situation? And like, I was able to come to that conclusion of like, what are things that I like that are like really soothing to me and like what works best for me. And I was like, I love water. Like I'm such a water baby. Mermaid. Yeah. Like such a water, <laughs> such a water baby. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do like warm water. And I was like, for whatever reason, when I closed my eyes, it was green. And I was like, I don't know why green blue is my favorite fucking color, but I chose green. So you got something to say? Yeah, no, I was liking what um, Alyssa was saying about how we create it to be a lot more daunting and it, it allows us to, to, justify the excuse and 
I've never applied it to uh, specifically meditating, but, or I guess I have applied it specifically to meditating. So I'm like, I don't have five minutes. Like I, I, I need to go on, start doing the next thing. And then um, my ADHD, whatever is not going to allow me to try to set out a, you know, a chunk of time like that. Cause I'm like to do one thing. Um, but I notice I will uh, kind of apply this in a way on purpose um, in a lot of different uh, things in my life. So I can justify failure. Um, mm. And this is something okay. that uh, this is something that's been in my journal like real recent. So it's something that I'm still like trying to build and understand. But for example, like when I kind of try to quit a habit, I try to quit every single bad habit that I have. Mm, so like, it doesn't work. well, and I've, and I've learned that like, so let's say I'll, I'll put like three, I'll say I'll stop drinking alcohol. I'll start flossing and I'll uh, start going to the gym. So I put three big things and then by putting one or putting any amount that any more that I add to that, all I have to do is fail one and go, well, I failed my mission. So I guess I have don't to have to do the other two. I have to restart. And, and the other way I can kind of the way in which I have been successful is like if I set out like for one month, I'm going to do no alcohol. I'll end up going like 50 days, no alcohol. Like it's not like it's really easy once you get the ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely. But what I've uh, the other thing that I have to do, which is probably an OCD thing or is like I have to do it on the first of the month. So it's this weird association with time. And I'm wondering what your takes on that is. So like, I totally agree with what Alyssa was saying, where it's like thinking that you're creating too much time or, or chunking out too much time is one way that it's daunting, but also, and, and maybe this is just applies to me, but like, I also need to have the structural thing where, I mean, the, the point of failure where I try to tack on as many different challenges as possible to make it easier or more justified, um, but I also like, so let's say I do that for the month of August. Well, on the fourth day I drink alcohol. Now I don't have to do the the other things until when's the next September month? September 1st. September 1st. So like you can jump into that 30 second thing today and then not do it tomorrow and then just start it again. And I don't know if you guys have had a similar experience, whether it's meditation or something else that you've oh, had to learn how to. Definitely. I mean, I feel like. I mean, society's very, there's a time, there's a date, we have months, all that, and we have a, a week. So, like, for me, I'm very on the weekly, like, I'm going to start exercising. Mm. Girl, you're not doing that till Sunday. I got to start on Sunday, and then that starts the week off, and mm. we're good. And, like, I had to stop and kind of cut myself out of that mindset and just take that approach that I just mentioned and just say, like, what are we going to do today? Mm-hmm. What can we do? And I, u- I s- didn't start using that originally for taking space I used it for cleaning I Mm. love cleaning but I kind of have a love-hate relationship with it sometimes (laughs) you know and so I saw you know okay what how much time do I have versus how long the chore takes because I don't have to tackle the entire kitchen yeah I can say I have five minutes I'm gonna sweep the floor and that's how I started using it and then I brought it into my self-care and all that yeah so I know for me like I think I was really big on like the way that you're talking Brandon like I it had to be like it had to be a Monday like Mondays is my day like Sunday is the day Sunday starts my week but Monday is the day that I start all the tasks that I think I want to get done wait do we all have a favorite day of the week 
a favorite day of the week or a day of the week that we start no, our day task? Of the, just a favorite day of the week. I know it's random. Tuesdays. <laughs> I like that. Tues- I, I really like Tuesdays. Like Thursdays, bro. Really? Thursdays? Tuesdays is like my day. I like Tuesdays. I Wow, that's so weird. I, I There's been points in my life where I like different days better for different reasons. Um, I like fair. I kind of like Wednesdays. I but feel is that like because it's day. associated with something? Like you like That's those certain days is because it's associated with that one thing? Maybe. But like when... But I it, hate like, Sundays because Sundays is like the end of a thing. Oh, and, see, you got you, you I classify it, it as the end. I'm like, Sunday's the beginning of my fucking week. No that's one how me. I feel. I think it definitely depends on your schedule because like, yeah, I like Sundays not, and Saturdays because it's a weekend mm-hmm. and I, I can reset. Yeah. I like I did like Thursdays for a while, especially when I was at um my office job before I was like teaching or anything, because um, they would write on the board like Friday Junior oh, instead of th- like cool. it would be like Monday Tuesday Wednesday and then the day of the week would be crossed out and it would just be Friday Junior and That's it, like awesome. so that would make me a little more excited about Thursdays, but I think Wednesdays is uh it's not the beginning and it's not the end of a week and for whatever this is some like anxious. OCD stressful thing that I, I I was a crazy kid and I still am crazy but uh I remember like things like 20, we're not crazy we're intense like 20 okay well no this one is is a positive I agree, spin I agree this is a version of a craziness not intensity all right all right that's um nice. but like I remember learning about like the whole end of the world is 2012 and like and then also it was like the end of a vacation was right after after like the uh First of July, New Year's, um, and first then first of July, January. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. Um, <laughs> so, so like I was always so anxious, and then when I found out, I probably found out about the Mayan calendar when in like 2006. So for six years, I was always like so scared. I'm like, I'm dying and then i'd be like everyone else is dying around me and then like things are ending everything is ending and and i like wish at one point in my life and i still do this to this day i could have an outlook like you like sunday is the start of the week i still do not have that everything everything that starts i'm just already thinking about like and there's the end and i can see the end i see the end which is so scary it is scary but i think like for me this past like 2020 I did a lot of acid, like a lot of acid, probably too much for anyone to be fucking doing in one whole fucking year. But I lost that whole like time constraint thing. Because when you trip acid, you don't like, and the first like 50 times you trip acid, you're like, oh my God, that time. Oh my God. It's only been 20 minutes. Look at all this shit I got done in 20 minutes. And you start to realize like time doesn't exist. Time is important based on the way you make it important to you. Because think about when you get really into a task and you're really super hyper-focused on something, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's been like five hours. Or you're like, oh my God, it's only been 20 minutes. I feel like I've been sitting here for hours. Like time doesn't exist unless you put an emphasis on it. Um, I can agree with that. Or I don't know. I can't agree with that because I don't understand it fully. I, I haven't explored psychedelics yet. But with that in your mindset about like the start of something and how I'm always scared of the end of something is like, I think partly or in part due to how I'm kind of enjoying this content creating world is because like every job that I've had, including the other job that I really have a lot of passion and fulfillment in, in teaching, 
I can see where that career leads me. I can see all the way to retirement, even though like everyone's journey will have bumps in the road changes where like, you know, I may be a teacher for 10, 15 years and then go into administration and then to the next, like, I know it could change, but I have an idea of like how far it could go elsewhere. Whereas like this content creating, doing podcasting and uh, like the other day I was doing a, a podcast with a streamer. I was getting interested in streaming. I've talked to people about doing TikToks and YouTube and, and exploring other content things. I think the reason why I can be so comfortable in exploring this journey and, and taking on this, uh, the challenges of my passion is because like there are unknowns. And I think for the first time, I'm not looking at the end. Like the because start, you don't know what the end is at that point because right. there's unknowns. There is no end. Like there's not like to you, there's not like a, a definitive finish versus like, you know, in, in being a teacher and going for that kind of goal. But even, goal, even like short term, term things, like I, I start off the Monday and I know that like, all right, I, I got to teach Monday through Friday. Friday, I can have some fun with friends or socialize. And then Sunday, I know I'm going to be, you know, just in a bad vibe the whole day because I'm like, all right, this is ending. Now I got to go back to work, back to the routine. And then at the at the start of the summer, the last day, all the kids are going home. I'm just like, well, this is going to be fun for two months, but it's going to end. And then I got to go back to this. I got to mm. go back to the, the routine of everything. I got to go. And maybe that's where I kind of like, um, maybe that's just my personality where I don't like the routine. I don't like being forced into a routine. Mm, I like see, finding it. That's what I was just about to ask you because I, the reason I like my Sundays is because especially during the pandemic with Alyssa, her mm. and I had a very like set routine meet at 9am, sometimes 930, sometimes 10, depending on the I morning. Really, okay. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the morning. Um, but like getting there in the morning and we'd always go get breakfast of some sorts, sometimes mm. bring breakfast for each other. Um, or at least coffee sometimes. Yes, you make great coffee, thank you. You're welcome. Except for that one time I did it with the fucking cayenne Ooh, it pepper. Oh, so spicy. It was so, <laughs> I, do, I like Again. spice, but I'm still getting used to it. Well, that was, that was an acid trip. So that was after an acid. I, that was, I was like in the morning and I was like, oh, let's just, I found this recipe. And it was like, oh, add cayenne pepper to like your, your, um, your coffee and it'll add for a great morning wake up call. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And then I did it. Um, I loved mine. She did not love I hers. I was so woke in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> yeah, just like, have a oh. bloody... Yeah. Bloody Mary in the morning. Well, <laughs> oh, no. If you want spice. No. Yeah, so. Um, Get drunk, too. <laughs> that was what, like, I loved about our Sundays was the, the like, consistency and, like, I don't know, is continuity the right word? Like, it was very, yeah. like, it was very much, like, the same thing we did every Sunday. It was and, consistent. It was ex expected. Yeah, and so I would go. We'd do our grocery shop. Well, we go. We get breakfast. You look forward to it. Yeah, ex exactly. That was the other thing. Like, I really did look forward. I loved Sundays because it was, like, my one day out of the house every week. Yeah. It was still fucking, do that. fucking phenomenal. Um, <laughs> but, like, uh, we go. We, we meet in the parking lot. We go. We, you know, whatever car we decided to take, go get breakfast, then come back. We'd sit in the parking lot eat breakfast sometimes maybe go like actually enjoy breakfast at an outside restaurant restaurant and then be able to like go grocery shopping we do all grocery shopping and then after grocery shopping we'd like part ways but before while we're eating we'd sit there and talk and like most of the time like we'd meet between like nine and ten in the morning and we'd be there until like two three o'clock in the afternoon yes. but like when we'd be done like I knew for myself at least like I was going home I was putting all my groceries away and then I was sitting down in my office and I was like 
putting my calendar for the whole week together. And then after I put my calendar together, it was like, okay, at the end of that, I was like, okay, let's go through and find some recipes that for all the food I just bought. And then it was like, nice. Um, but sometimes if I was actually like planning ahead, I'd have those recipes picked out. So sometimes it would only take me like a couple hours in the, in the office to kind of like get my week situated and like squared away. And I can tell you, those were like really great days for me, like Sundays, but I'm very much like, I like being organized. And like, I think right now I'm very chaotic and I'm, I'm kind of living within this chaoticness that is not normal for me because I am such like an organized freak, but I'm just like letting it go. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, be gentle with yourself. There's some, there's clearly some shit going on. Just like be gentle and just like be chaotic right now. Cause you need to just sometimes be chaotic. What are those chaotic? What is one of these chaotic situations? Oh my God. So like I had mentioned, I think on an earlier episode that like, I don't make my bed. But when I have to step over things on my floor, I can't do that. Like it, like that gives me stress. It gives me anxiety, and I, I don't, I don't enjoy that. So usually, mm. like, I'm not necessarily someone who folds my laundry right away, but like it's in this one whole basket, and it's in a, in the back of the closet, like in an accessible spot, but it's in the closet. Like it's not just like strewn on the floor. Organized and, chaos. Yeah, it's organized chaos. But like right now, it's like chaotic. <laughs> I have like three baskets. Dirty clothes on the floor. I have laundry still hanging up on, on, you know, hangers. And my bed's unmade. And there is tons of shit all over my floor. There's blankets that need to go in the closet. There's pillows that I need to put pillowcases on. But, like, I was like, I use, like, two pillows if I'm lucky. So those don't matter. We'll just fuck with those whenever. And, like, so, like, my room is chaotic. My desk is, like, covered in shit. My desk is not. My desk is definitely, like, my very neat space. And it's not covered in things. And it's just. I feel like there's a balance, though. Like, I do see that, too, in my work life. Like, work, my desk is so organized. My email, my inbox is empty. There are no yeah. emails yeah, left that's in the, my that's inbox That's the other thing. My email, but my email inbox has been at least at 50, at a minimum. And I'm like, bitch, what is happening? You've never been like this. Yeah, but you have, Not to, never, you but have like to be gentle, and like we yeah. talked about. And, you know... Just because my work desk is organized doesn't mean that, like, my home, I have that one room, we know. <laughs> it's just, it's the closet, it's the black hole, the rest yeah. of it's usually pretty organized, but yeah. it just falls in. Yeah, yeah, and I think I'm just, like, kind of just being okay with, like, living chaotically right now, and especially, you know, with trying to get the podcast going. I think Brandon and I have been in the studio pretty much, like, three days at a minimum a week, <laughs> so, like, it's the the overwhelming being, like, I'm really enjoying this, like, thing that I'm doing and that means a lot of other things kind of have to go by the wayside and we kind of touched upon that on last episode I it might have been on my show and um and it was referring to the whole like uh making your bed and mm -hmm. that was our little conversation and I was saying and this really ties into the important piece is about perspective especially when you're reflecting on yourself so everything can seem more daunting, more stressful, more overwhelming if you allow it to appear that way to you. But if you allow it to kind of like, hey, why did it get to that point? What did it mean? How did I, you know, how is it impacting me now? And from those kinds of questions that I've asked myself, I've been able to try to look at those things different. So I use the, um, in, in, my, in that conversation, I use making my bed like every day as if I'm falling out of a routine. Mm. So like I'll miss a day here and there as long as I like usually if I miss a day just because it's like 
I, it was panic. I, I got up late for some reason. I just make it before I go to bed. And then that's still like resetting mm-hmm. it. So it's like, I'm still on this routine. If I don't make my bed for a couple of days and then there's some like clean laundry that's not getting folded. There's some things that start to collect on my desk. And then as I start to see all that chaos, I go, now it's not necessarily, well, it's still organized chaos because I know exactly why <laughs> everything is there and where everything is. And I know how it all works. There's a system. There's absolutely, a process. Every yeah. time. Oh my but, God. Absolutely. But like, e- even with that, I used to be like, all right, you're so out of routine. And I think one of the things that I talked about, like as a solution was like, I would shave, I would shower, mm, I would yeah. do like, I'd go and get that a was haircut. Because that was something that like your dad had instilled. That's right. And, yeah. um, and it was all those things that like helped me in a lot of ways. And, but it would still, when I would see that mess build up, I would take it negatively mm-hmm. now. And, and this is happening real recently, as you were saying, like you're in the studio with me three days a week and yeah. that's like essentially it started as a side project now it's a lot more than a side project yeah, yeah. Um, but even at that time like I was still doing all the other things for my show and all the other mm-hmm. collabs that I was doing and my room was getting really messy my entire apartment was getting messy it was like getting so messy I started to bleed in some of it into my roommate's room like <laughs> it started getting that bad and I like for a while was taking in that negative like i'm disorganized i'm like i'm letting you also start to live within that like i'm disorganized and whatever you start to like make yourself live up to that 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 name you're putting on yourself as well right and maybe that's just personal but i think like if i'm saying i'm disorganized i'm more likely to just like throw something somewhere and be like oh i'll take care of that on my my organization yeah Yeah, exactly and and it kind of makes you more stressed and more mad at yourself Mm -hmm. more overwhelmed with yourself and then um my revelation, my recent revelation is like, now I looked at it and I'm like, I did get to this disorganized point. I did get stressed out. I did get overwhelmed and I still have a mess to clean up. But guess what? All that happened because I was really pursuing this passion. I was yeah. really doing like the reason why I get home so tired on a, over the summer as a teacher, I'm not working. <laughs> what am I doing? What, what am I so overwhelmed about? Like today I, I took a day off. Like I did not do anything even though yesterday was technically my day off. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. And yeah. I didn't do anything again today until yeah. I came to the studio. And now I feel excited because now I get to ex- this is, do something. This yeah. is my art form, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but like now I'm like looking at it as like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm proud of you. You got to you gotta clean this up later, dude. But uh, proud of you. Yeah, because you know that like when certain things that are like very normal are falling by the wayside, that means that like you're diving into something new that like could very well be the best thing you've ever done and could just be a stepping stone to find the next best next best thing. Oh, words. But you also can't and and this I've also done is like even with that revelation, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I've had this revelation before and now my room will get messy again, even though I don't I can't justify it this time, but I'll be like, mm. oh, it's because of the podcast, even though it's not. So, like, you got to be really critical when you are breaking down why it is messy. Is it mm. actually because of the thing that you're trying to justify it with, right. or are you trying to use that as an excuse? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I do feel like it takes time, too. When you're you're adding something new to your life, a new routine, whatever, a new passion, you kind of have those things fall by the wayside. So you have to take time and, like, get your routine and – your routine's going to change and the methods and the way you go about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, I mean, I know for myself personally, like figuring out like what 
days Brandon and I and you are all in the studio together are like, I'm like, okay, so what does that mean for like my home life? Like, what does that look like? Cause it's, this is work life. So there, that's my home life. I have a, a full-time job. So like, what does that look like on top of all of this and where do certain things fit in? I'm like, okay, Fridays is my day. I'm like, okay, we're going to have to turn Fridays into Aaron day. Friday has to be Aaron day. And like Sunday has to be laundry day. And like Saturday is a full either like in the studio or like relaxing day. Like those are the options. Um, so like, I know for me, like you have to, like, like you said, you have to be gentle with yourself and then like restructure those habits that you like and that you, you want to do because it makes you feel good and move them into something that is now become a, a bigger priority. And I think this, I think this goes back also to habits. Um, and that was kind of where I also wanted to talk about with you when you were talking about time, you had mentioned like, oh, like I try to do these like three habits. And then when I fall off one, it justifies falling off the other ones. Well, I think that's your problem. You're, you're trying to take on too much. And then you're also not doing the, like, you're not making, you're not making it one easy. You're making it hard by trying to change three. Climbing a mountain. Yeah. You're climbing a mountain instead of just being like, okay, I can, I can get over the sand dune. So like you know you gotta go you gotta go a little like softer with yourself. Get your back get your backpack on, grab some water. You don't even yeah. have to start the hike up the mountain yet. Yeah, you know just what? Get started. So and you can see this in some of my recent notes, but um, I think it was right around the first time that Jocelyn introduced me to the "Be Gentle with Yourself" quote. It was the title of one of, one of the episodes because it was so good. Um. That I haven't gotten I, that far, so I haven't listened to that one yet. Um, it might, it should be out by now. I think it was episode twelve, but okay. um, that is about around the same time where I started to kind of reflect on what I've been doing, and I realized subconsciously through that ideology that like I'm doing that on purpose. Like I thought it was like I know I'm purposely setting up a mountain so that I can allow myself to justify falling off of all of them. Cause I don't mm-hmm. want to do all of them. And so it's like, it's like setting up well, I think failure. That's, yeah. Well, then I think that's your problem too. You're literally, you're not setting yourself up for success. You're setting yourself up to fail. So instead, like you, instead of making it hard, make it easy by choosing one that you want to make really important. And like I said, like I, on the last episode, I, realize that like meditation needs to be my most important one because I am feeling overwhelmed and stressed and road rage is coming back and I'm like okay yeah I haven't been meditating for a couple months but like now it's been like significant now I'm seeing those significant side effects of not doing that so you have to make it easy and that's why I started with I'm going to take 10 deep breaths every morning for a week so like make it easy and then also make it attainable like make it where it, it like it's actually, I think, it, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it attainable are at least three of the the parts of, like, Atomic Habits that I'm reading. And, like, it talks about that. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, that's so true. Like, make it easy for yourself. Mm. Make it attractive in the sense of, like, it, you, it's something you want to do. And the outcome slash goal of doing that thing is really attractive to you. Like, working out, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to look good while I'm having sex. Like, I know that's why I like to work out. Like, fuck, I want to look Is good. Is that the reason? I mean, yeah, I kind of, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, yeah, I work out because I want to look good when I'm naked. So basically, yeah, I want to look good while I'm having sex. So what a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think, so like, okay, that's the goal. So like, I have to like also be like, okay, well within that, within the like, ma- like working out, I have to also look at myself naked and be like, okay, do I like what I see? And I mean, I think that also can get skewed in some ways when you're really like, working hard and you're not seeing benefits especially right away but you got to make it 
the end goal has to be more attractive than like the short term goals that you're going to put in place because your short term goals are going to be really hard at first. But as you start to move towards what is actually attractive and the, the goal, it gets easier and it, it gets even more attractive in a way. I had something. It went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a, well, that seems like a good place no, no. to take a break because just because yeah. I have to, I have to use the bathroom. So, like, let's let's right. take a break and uh, we'll be back in a, in a couple of back. seconds. So, all right, we'll see you back. All right, and we're back. Um, so we're gonna transition into some more of the like stop apologizing and whatnot, but also like when to really actually apologize. Um, and I'm going to let Alyssa take this one away, so go ahead, hon. I do actually want to circle back for just a second. Oh, yeah, circle back, um, circle back. That's fine. Before the break, we were kind of talking about tough situations, you know, having all of these emotions going on. And I do want to just say, you know, I do think that there are problems that you can't fix yourself. You might not be able to see that, and I think that reaching out for help, whether that's from a friend that you trust, family, a stranger – you know, finding those different things. I find TikTok videos, all videos over the internet and try to find different approaches. And I think that really helps me because it gives me a lot of insight. Mm -hmm. um, and how, you know, maybe if you don't know how to create space for yourself, do some research. You know, I was looking at it earlier and, you know, it's simple as waking up 15 minutes earlier to give yourself some alone time if you're always busy. You know, you can do that at night, take a shower, listen to some good music, have that downtime. Um that's it. That was that was really all you wanted to talk about. That was it. That's what you wanted to talk I about. That's got fine. It out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I think, I, go ahead. Did you I, I think yeah, especially building off the the whole like asking for help and and kind of getting to just finding the things that can help soothe you. Um, I think it's something that's becoming more popularized, especially when giving that advice to men. Um, but I find that the asking for help kind of advice is the part that we need some kind of advice do you guys have any tips that you can kind of recommend or suggest like how do you ask for help who do you ask for help when do you ask for help how do you know when you're at that point and then how do you respond to the help that is given to you i think men asking for help and women asking for help is very different even though it shouldn't be yeah, I do think it's a lot harder for men to ask for help. I just don't think that they have that support system like women do. Like, I know that I can talk to you, Joss, about anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that men kind of have that struggle with among friends because they don't want to seem weak or too emotional. Yeah. Um, but I do think that you should reach out. You know, there are those little moments when you just have that little bit of silence between friends and you're just like you just bring it up you know it is yeah. scary it's hard but if you just bring it up even if it's not direct if it's it, you fuck it up yeah or and I think in those moments of silence being like hey man I really like I need you to kind of like you got to kind of you got to be really vulnerable and you got to be like man I need you to back off on the like playing like playing around and like joking with me and like taking this out way out of context and like using it as like a really kind of like you know dig in any way shape or form I really need you here as a friend and another male perspective for advice I think it's a great time to do that too I know we're seeing a lot more people you know holding men each other accountable yeah for their actions so you can just say like I don't appreciate that please don't treat me that way yeah uh, I think men definitely are and I think that whole advice is what the same advice that you give to everybody um where it's just like you know just address it communicate we talk about that all yeah, the time yeah. and i think it is very important but especially like 
in your close friend groups, sometimes that's hard to do. Absolutely. And, and something that I want to, like, this is a different, definitely a different approach to all of it. And I don't think you should avoid it. I think you need to face it head on. And I, this solution or this advice is only to help you get more in touch to be more comfortable to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the advice I w- want to give is, especially to men, because um, I think men are typically creators. They want to be, they want to have something that they can show off to the world. Mm -hmm. That is how we express ourselves. So whatever your thing is or the thing that, if you don't know what it is, find it. Pick up painting, pick up journaling, pick up podcasting or or writing music or creating song beats. Literally do, clean up your yard. Like do do yard work. Like make it, create a, get a little, um, what are the plants? I, I, that's the other thing that I started doing is like the bonsai plants. Mm. Start trimming up a bonsai plant. All those things are helping you get in touch with what's more valuable to you. Cause yeah, now, and, and I'm going to say like, don't, don't pick up things like drinking and video games. I think those are really like, those are, those are, I will things, stop you on but... the video games thing. Cause that is, that still is creative. You are still no, doing no, something. I think it is creative, but I think if it's already something you do like, or something that like, you've done in the past I don't think it's something you should redo since you already know what the outcome of that thing is I'm not saying that playing video games is not creative but I think if you're going to do video games and you're going to go back and redo it the same way you've always done it I don't think you need to do it that way I think if you're going to do it you need to take a step up and maybe like enter discord chats enter twitch like start streaming and enter a community in that sense I I will challenge you or, and I think this is what you're essentially getting at is like, all right, if you're going to use video games as your solution, as instead of painting or journaling, here's what you got to do. If you're just playing video games, you're not doing enough. You're going to fall back on the bad habits. It's not going to get helpful. You need to pick up one extra piece of that. So one of the things for me is like, uh, I was always playing video games and I liked playing with friends and I was on discord calls or, or this or that. But when I bought my PC, it would save my clips and everything or whatever start sharing those clips share them just send send little like right, 10 absolutely. 15 minute 15 second videos to your friends and then as you send in a couple of those start clipping them together create a montage of, of your gameplay create a this like again it goes back to being creative do do the role of a creator actually put things together to have something to show for yourself because i think as men because we're too the it is hard to, to express it, whether it's a close friend, you're a family member, even a therapist, as a, or at least in my experience, again, I'm not, I could be the exception to the rule, but it is hard to be vulnerable because, because yeah. especially as a guy, when, um, you know, some of the, some of the things that I've learned in, in, in my life is like, we're trying to create values for ourselves. Like we have to show our value and anytime you're vulnerable just means that's a way that they someone can take you down a peg so it's it's risky to be vulnerable sometimes risk pays off that's why i think to do like your your roi like return on investment or like your your risk over reward or something like that i think is more what i'm like going to towards right and um and i think that like is kind of like the whole uh, content creator hurdle that we all, it's always like getting started. It's like asking for help is like 
that big of a hurdle for a lot of people, me included. So I think the easier way to get closer to that hurdle, so once you see how short that hurdle actually is, it's a lot easier to jump over. What's scary is approaching it. I think what you need to do is be a creator. Start painting. If painting doesn't work for you, then pick up journaling. And if journaling doesn't work for you, then pick up the next thing. Pick up the thing. Sculpting. Because the. Um, singing. You had mentioned anything, singing and piano anything. last episode. I really so. like your creative approach. And, and, yeah. and here's. Uh, and honestly, it was coming from like a, a guy who struggles with all that. And, and I think like it just allows you to get um, so that you're able to express your vulnerabilities in a subtle manner, in almost like a passive manner, so that no one, like, because the whole point of, like, art, like, painting, and that's why I keep using that as the example, is to be interpretive. Like, mm-hmm. I know I can, I'll go through some of my paintings some someday and, and ex- tell you what I am trying to express in the in the things. And I know when someone looks at it, they're not getting that same visual. They're, they're interpreting something else. Yeah. So that allows you, as a male, to be vulnerable, to express the things that are affecting your life, to get something out there, to have that physical product that you can, you know, show off to the world, and you're not going to risk the the uh, the real things about being vulnerable. And to build it all into, like, this is my whole life understanding. It's like to put that all together. It's like you got to slowly achieve small challenges, and then it'll work you up towards your confidence, the courage it will take to then ask someone for help but you need to start somewhere some people are you know courageous enough confident enough to to be vulnerable and you know ask their their friend like hey dude you know what my life's been real shitty and and i know i talk about my ex-girlfriend a lot i really need to get this off my chest and you guys go back and forth and he goes you you got to see a therapist and then you go see a some people have that in them i know a couple people a couple close friends of mine are that have that mindset where they go, I have a problem. I haven't seen a therapist in my life. I want to try that. And now they're regularly seeing a therapist and they're doing excellent for themselves. I think that's the other thing though. You, you, you have these certain people you see in your lives doing those sort of things. So you have to take the initiative to like approach those kinds of people. Like I know that it's, it's easier to approach those kind of people but start approaching those kind of people to then approach the ones that like you may genuinely want to have the conversation with to get feedback from because then once you kind of build that confidence and rapport with one person you can be like hey maybe someone else needs this as well so like I can start to you know if I open up maybe they'll open up to me about whatever's going on in their life and you can have a more open dialogue and be more vulnerable with each other because you have that that confidence within each other to not spew your personal I shit agree, all over everywhere. But that's the o- being open is the problem for, oh, for the absolutely. guys. Absolutely. If you bring it back to like trying to create value, anytime you're being open, you're being vulnerable. And any amount of vulnerability, tech, and I know it on almost every single case of it, especially with your close, true friends, the ones that you know and love, which I've talked about, like the dangers of that as well, um, those people still have that information and can mm. still like even if they never do it's like if you committed a crime and you're on the run for the rest of your life you're gonna be a stressed out like you're a miserable person because you're always thinking like i could get caught at any point you're always on the run mm. well it's the same thing anytime you're open and anytime you're vulnerable which is why i keep expressing like content creations art 
whatever it is, any way to express yourself, especially as a man, is the best way to do it because you get to express yourself, you get to be open, you get to be vulnerable in all the ways that like we tell you how positive or, or like how like great the potential and benefits can be when you are open and when you are vulnerable without risking actually giving up you know, a vulnerable part of your life and losing some high value status that you could have achieved. So just create, be artistic. I am an awful painter. I can't, I, I can't draw. I can't put colors together. Look at the decoration that you see behind me right now. I just stuck nails in, in a freaking wall and put hangers and some art or uh, t-shirts that I liked on the behind me. That's my decorations. And I'm proud of that. But I know it's not a very well-decorated thing. I'm, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to I was look. literally sitting here being like, oh, we could put a couple plants in that window or that window. Thank that would be nice. I, I was thinking about I'll things say, like that. You got to own that. Though. Yeah, yeah. No, off, off air. And, and that's why I outsource a lot of the things that I do. Like we, we were talking about, I think you brought your camera today. We were talking about doing things like that. Like I don't know how to set up the camera, so I'll outsource those things. But just doing that little bit of creativity. I know like that's what I want. Now you can look at it and go, hey, you know what's a better way? Like if we just folded them and then uh, put them on the wall with this type of hanger, it allows it to like create a full wall landscape and you don't see just t-shirts and, you know, loose nails hanging around. It's like, oh yeah, that it has the same thing that I was trying to express where I'm just trying to show off some like local artists and stuff. Um, but now it looks more visually appealing. It'd be like, hey, I want to paint a night sky and I I'll show you an example of like a night sky that I try to paint doesn't look great I love it because I know I put my my own time and effort into it and I got to express what and I want to express your, you put your best foot forward right but now like the kind of paintings that I'll hang up on a wall is the artist that gave me the inspiration to paint a night sky like that is what I think actually looks good it's but it still gave me the value of expressing myself and creating something that I can hold in front of me and be like, look at this. I'm technically a painter going back to my, I'm undeniable. If I kept painting to this day, I'm undeniably a painter. Guess what? I'm going to get better over time, but I didn't, I actually painted something like a week ago, but like, it's whatever. But I have a question for you going off of like the oh, painting no. thing. No, I mean, <laughs> I think it's a, I think this is going to be a positive question. Um, because you have started being more creative in within yourself, do you feel like you have more value and that you are you finding that you have more confidence and more courage to have or be more vulnerable? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I definitely do feel like more confident about being vulnerable. And also it's like, I used to think like being vulnerable would be courageous, but now it's like, and maybe I'm fortunate doing podcasting and, and, you know, emphasizing content is king kind of thing where I'm like, Hey, if anything, it'll lead to a story that'll give me more content. So like I'm in a unique position where I get to really be extra vulnerable and the little situation that <laughs> was kind of in play when you guys got here that I, <laughs> we went back and forth about, it was like, you know, that was a little vulnerable and I still got to be a little more careful moving forward about what I talk about and, and how I talk about the different things. But regardless, it's like that at any point or something worse that I've said that, you know, something someone else could could like come at me with. 
doesn't matter because like it's content for me. So yeah, I guess in in a lot of ways it's kind of like encouraged me to be more vulnerable. Um, I th- still think in a lot of ways I'm not. I'm still hiding some of my vulnerabilities that I won't express here. And that's okay. But I just, I was just genuinely curious if you're finding, cause you're, you're offering the advice. So usually when I offer advice, it's because like I've gone through it and I know that like that is helpful. So that's why I was like questioning, do you feel as if you've become more vulnerable and you've been more confident within being vulnerable? Yeah. You know what? I'm, I, Maybe I this would is the say same yes, answer. but I would say yes, but it's because you've been more vulnerable with me, even like off air and on air. But I think, are you finding yourself being vulnerable within your male group of friends? I think is probably um, a more targeted ooh, yes. question. I think that would be a good question. Because you can be really vulnerable with females. We're always open. We understand failures. We're, we're a little bit more like caring and understanding, I guess. Mm. But like, do you feel like you've been more vulnerable with your male friends? All right, that takes that is a wildly different spin. I think I've actually no. I think I've been less. I think, in in, wow, this might break down my entire point. So I, I got to be careful about how. No, how it's I go. okay if it breaks it down. I think it just gives the opportunity to like you to take that reflection and be like, okay, well, yeah, like I've been more vulnerable with some of the people in my life, but like maybe not the males in the same way that like. I would like because clearly you're talking about it in a way like that is extremely positive and I think can have a really great outcome. But now you just have to take that and apply it to those situations that you're talking about. Um, and and I think it has had a positive effect on my life, like be, becoming more creative. Has it made me more vulnerable with my friends? No. And this is why I was I still would give that advice about finding the creativity, finding the way to uh, express yourself. I think initially I let it off with like, as you become more vulnerable and express yourself, you'll be able to express yourself in communications. Um, And I think the reason why I haven't necessarily been more vulnerable with those people is because I feel um, as though I don't necessarily need to. And there's a couple of reasons. Some of them it's like, Hey, at the end of the day, I'm vulnerable on air. If you want to hear what I have to say or how I feel about something, go listen. Send me a text or give me a call if there's something you disagree with or disliked. If you're a good friend, like, you'll understand that and we'll be able to have that conversation. If you're not and you hate me for the rest of my life because I said something on air that, like, you didn't really like, well, okay, then we weren't really meant to be friends. Also, like, the other thing is, like, I'm because I'm putting it out there and because I am being more vulnerable in a lot of different ways, I feel like I'm getting it out already. Like, I already have that expression. I don't necessarily, like, I used to feel, especially before doing podcasting, that I, like, would go to these social events and hang out with friends and need to get it out, need, need to say it, need, need to talk about it. And then I was being more vulnerable and, and ask, actually more risky because these are my friends that know way too much about me now. And instead of just, like, being slow, I'm pushing them away because I'm intense but also intense with problems, complaints, or self-deprecating humor, which can get old. And it's like, now they only know too many flaws about me. They don't even know that, like, because everything that comes comes out of my mouth is like, oh, here's a self-deprecating humor. Even though I dress it up very nicely and make us laugh about it, I'm still telling you negative, negative, negative. And now it's like, I'm being vulnerable, but like, to no one's benefit. 
So I think it's helped even in my closer friendships because it's like I don't have to bog them down with negativity because I don't have to be vulnerable because it's on air. Go listen to it. If you have a question about it, and now I can be a lot more selective even in those moments about like, hey, I'm vulnerable enough. Like if I want to be more vulnerable with you, maybe I'm starting to recognize some of the friendships that I have or had and I can kind of recognize like, Here's the things that I can share. I know I can trust you with any information, but like I don't necessarily want you to know this about me or I don't want you to hear this about me because, you know, not for anything wrong that they do, just like me knowing that they know. It's a personal preference. Yeah, yeah. Like me knowing that they know might make me act differently around them. Mm -hmm. And then that's not fair to either of us, so. Can you say it's like opening yourself to more opportunities to be vulnerable? Like you're, you kind of have an outlet for it. I, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, podcasting is like exactly that. Like I'm definitely doing or I am more open and more opportunities, but I think what's better is like, I am more aware when I'm being vulnerable. Mm. So like, so I wouldn't necessarily, uh, so like the, I guess the number of opportunities that hasn't increased no, but you're more. You're but the awareness more, of it, yes. yeah. So yeah. like, I I didn't even know that I was being vulnerable in the past, or being open in the past when I was, and now I know every single time I'm being open or being vulnerable, even if I like catch myself mid sentence, like, oh, you're doing it, you're doing it. I can at least cut myself and not tell the full story. I'll t- yeah. I'll tell yeah. the abridged version so that they still get the the drama that they wanted to hear. They still know. Uh, being a little they open, still but get the tea. They don't, yeah, they don't get the <laughs> the the risky part of the the be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's great. I mean, I'm with Alyssa on this one, and even with you, like I think it's great to be able to find a creative outlet that lets you be vulnerable, even if it doesn't show in other areas of your life. But just being more vulnerable with yourself, I think, mm-hmm. is also really important. I think that's a great point. I would also like to point out that there are other options. I feel like a lot of people go, when they're talking about needing help or wanting to talk and be vulnerable, they go right to people and talking and having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a creative outlet to do more, but don't forget that those things, you know, you can do that anonymously. I mean, what is it? Whisper, I think, is the app. Yeah. You can just say stuff, you know, get that out there, talk about it with your paintings. However Mm. you need to do it, but get it out there. It doesn't have to be with those close people in your life. It doesn't have to be with them at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, And you had, you took a different route than I thought you were going to go. But I also think like meditation, like I know that like the last couple episodes have been something that like that's kind of I hammered in. But I think in meditation and I didn't, I realized listening back today uh, to episode four, I didn't talk about my second point of my meditations. Like I meditate and I have my timer and I I focus more on my breath, but there's also times where like when I meditate, I really focus on the thought processes that I'm, I'm witnessing. Like I'm, I've just become like that third party that is just being very aware of the different thought processes. Like I, I'm not following any certain one, but I'm just observing I'm observing them come by and I'm like, oh, I don't like the way that like I'm talking to myself like, oh, like whatever. Oh, I don't like the way I'm doing that. Or, oh, I don't like that. Like just being aware of those things, you can be more vulnerable with yourself because you can. And and if you want to follow a path, because I know sometimes I do when I when I meditate, I'll follow one of those paths. that's like really, you know, I'm, I'm being, you know, 
self-deprecating in that moment and I'm like you know I, I'm or I'm being really hard on myself I can follow that path and be like okay but why why are why are we doing that like why are we being hard on ourselves like this isn't supposed to be a hard thing this is just supposed to be something that's like relaxing so like don't make it harder than it has to be too yeah. so yeah I think I think I thought you were gonna go more like the being alone with yourself kind of version but you you did the whisper which is still like being alone with yourself but it's it's also like you said it, it's I think I'm anonymously more like for our listeners, there's other options that aren't mine that work for other people, like Brandon was saying. Uh, so you were talking about awareness. I think awareness is huge. And I I think if anything, I'm going to talk about vulnerability. I would like to stress the importance of vulnerability with yourself. I think that's a very big one that you have to have. I mean, you don't have to necessarily be vulnerable to other people, um, but I think you have to be vulnerable with yourself because you're with yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you're lying to yourself, then you're not aware. Oh my God. She wasn't even here for that freaking episode. But we, him and I had this conversation about like, just don't lie to yourself. Like stop lying to yourself. I think it's actually episode three. Um, if you've listened, you'll know. Um, but we definitely talk about it a lot in that episode of like being, aware but also like realizing when you're lying to yourself about the things that like you want out of life or want out of a situation and I think that plays very true into that like just don't lie to yourself especially when you need to be vulnerable do you have anything else I didn't know if you had anything else to say (laughs) me not today (laughs) um no I definitely want to like circle back to like the apologizing and like when to apologize I think we're so caught up in always apologizing that sometimes the apologies aren't as true genuine. and genuine and meaningful because we're apologizing too often. So like learning when to apologize is like really important. I could do an entire episode on just apologizing or just like when we're to doing apologize. It right now. But <laughs> So this, give us your input, please. Yes, please. Cuz well this has been something before I was journaling, this is something I put into the into action long ago, and I've only seen some positive. Oh my god, maybe we're gonna have a therapist I was, in the room besides the two of us. Go, let's. Who? I want to hear you. you. No, 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 no. I need one. <laughs> All right, so um, I had to I had to start somewhere, and I just decided I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing, and I'm also not going to listen to any apologies because fuck words. And part of it did come from my, like, you know, playing devil's advocate, just being a troll in, you know, 2015, 2016, and living on a college campus where I'm just purposely trying to be, like, pro-Trump, anti-PC. Yeah, a lot of it came from there. But I think now, even though a lot of my political views have changed, some of that that I started, like the don't apologize, don't uh, accept apologies has really stuck through. Um, and where I was going with a little bit of political part is like the whole cancellation of words. I was like, that is so true. Like, why are we trying to cancel words? The word has no value. The connotation, the person who said it, the tone behind it, that's where everything matters. And with apologies, it's all words. You're just telling me this. Some people in my life could say, I'm really sorry. And I would actually believe that. I would accept that apology because I know them. There's so a lot are more... you more like a the whole like, I don't want your apology. I just want a change of action. I don't even want to change. And that's so at first and for a while, I thought it was like, don't. I thought it was that. I was like, you need to show 
otherwise before I'll accept you back. Now it's like, I don't even want you to change. I just, just know that you did that thing. Whether you apologize or don't apologize, you did that thing that forever lives with you. I believe in people can become better and people make mistakes and people can change. And I believe in all those things. So show me in a different way how you can be valuable in my life again, if that's what it needs to be. But I do not believe in apologies and I won't apologize for things. Cause like whether it's something I said that was hurtful, Hey, guess what? I promise you, I didn't mean to be hurtful. And if it's like, that's the case, then Hey, we don't talk about those things. I, and, and this is one of the things that like I learned thankfully through my mom, um, who's I, shout out, shout out to, to, to mama M. Yeah. Um, uh, God bless. I, I mean, she's, she's amazing. And, and she's been through a lot just with me alone. Um, <laughs> but I, I learned like through that, like, I don't apologize. I don't like, I'm not going to try to explain why I said what I said or did what I did because like, I already did those things. Hate me if you want to. Um, but I learned with her, like some of the things that would like lead me into having a temper tantrum, doing something like ridiculous and like hitting my breaking point was through a conversation that was being had. And that conversation that was being had was something to do like with my personal life. And I'm like, why am I telling you about my personal life? Every single time I talk to you about my personal life, I get stressed and run like and explode and do all whatever. And that's when all the bad things happen. So now I learned you don't have to apologize for anything because the only person that's had an outbreak here or the only person that, you know, that we observed that maybe should apologize would be me, but I don't believe in that. So guess what? I don't tell you things anymore. That's how I handled your apology. You don't, cause you're not You don't think you're sorry. But do you think, but do you think that's extremely like toxic as well? No, not at all. Cause like okay. here, Here's how it goes. I think someone has something to say. Because if you disagree, like if two people are disagreeing and they're butting heads and they, and like they both walk away expecting the other to apologize. Well, who's right. If neither person has an apology and both are waiting for the other apology, then that, that technically is forever ruined. You can never be friends with that person again. I feel like that is a bit extreme. I mean, you. I definitely feel like there's a conversation that at some point you have to have or get a feel I for. I think a conversation but not, like, I think I might actually agree in the sense of like an apology doesn't have to happen but a conversation does. Yeah, I think a conversation and you guys have to set your expectations, especially if you're in a relationship whether that's love, relationship, friendship, family, you have to set your expectations and you know, I do like an apology every now and then. I'm not saying all the time. I really agree with seeing action more than words because how much yeah, can seriously. you put into words? But I, I think if your partner or your friend is looking for that apology, I think we need to talk about how you're going to go about that. And I think why they feel like they need an apology too, I think is another yeah. another aspect of that. Why do you feel like you do, Joss? Why do I feel like I agree with need like an apology. not? Oh, need an apology? Um. I think it's it's very like case by case basis. Um, I think I like the apology, but I because at at first you're acknowledging that you really did fuck up, but then if there's nothing after that, eventually your apology loses any meaning. All right, so my strategy doesn't okay exclude. So- it doesn't say no to having those conversations. In fact, it it makes you have those conversations. It allows you guys to understand that neither of you think you need to apologize, but that conversation is there. If you think 
they are with either party is willing to to just have that conversation. But if both people think it was that extreme, because at the end of the day, if you do not think you are wrong for what you did, like you're not being accountable for those mistakes. What part of that did you play? I mean, to quote Dr. Phil, I guess, <laughs> do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And I think that's a huge thing to keep in mind when you're apologizing or having that conversation. Mm-hmm. I agreed with everything that you said, except for where I felt like it was a little bit too extreme to say, like, I'm going to cut somebody off or like, we're not going to be friends just because I said something and I'm not willing to take an apology. Um, I do think if repeated action, obviously, if they're not showing that they're uh, apologetic or remorseful for their actions, then you should take action. But I don't think that walking away from a situation is going to solve a problem necessarily. Okay, so what if someone in your life that you really care about, you really love, you're really close to, I'll use my, my mother as an example, does something that I would, anyone else would push away forever. Like that is inexcusable. You cannot do that. That is way past crossing a line and it's repetitive. Do I just push my mother away for the rest of my life? I think, I think if can. it's necessary, absolutely. Blood, I, I do, I love family, I don't get me wrong, but blood is just blood. You have to have your mental sanity, your health, your mindfulness. Yeah, and, and if, the whole like blood is thicker than water thing I think is bullshit. I think it's a matter of where do you hold them in your life and how dirty did they do you? I don't remember that phrase, but that quote is actually not complete. It says like blood is thicker than water and that if you actually make a family, like friends are and family are the ones you make. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Create. Okay. So if you are, um, if you want to grow from something after you make a mistake, you need to be, you need to first be accountable. You need to understand what happened and then you need to do better the next time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, if in every situation, you can, the final event that breaks the straw, that separates the two, whatever situation you have set up, you guys separate because neither wants to apologize. Even if it was one of the per- people that had the majority of the end result, you don't think you played any part into the buildup that got there? There was nothing that, like... See, and that's where I think it's different. I know where I play a role in certain things. Even within, even my last relationship, I always am, like, more one-sided, at least when we first broke up, of, like, it was his fault. It was always his fault. But as months have gone on, I've realized, like, where my faults were also within that relationship. So I think time also can help you grow a little bit more and realize that, like, you're also as much accountable within that that situation as the other person was absolutely right so if you don't apologize and you don't need the other person's apology because you guys both understand there was a lot of wrongdoing on both parts then you you can walk away and then let the time in the revelation happen in both people and then when they're ready to get back together get like have have that conversation have that communication or even if it's someone like you work with that you you know, you just go to work, you hide behind your desk every single day because you don't want to talk to that person anymore. It was Well, eventually, one of the people is allowed, in my scenario, to be the, the bigger person in that situation. Be like, hey, look, we both did a lot of things wrong here. You want to talk about it? We don't, neither of us need to apologize. I just want to show you that I am going to try to do better. Try to not let this happen again. But we both made mistakes. We both were wrong. And that's why it's like there's no point in an apology because like, hey, what are you apologizing for? Seriously. 
I feel like for me, an apology is you're saying that you did something wrong or that you hurt my feelings. Like a lot, I, that's me. I, I get hurt feelings a lot, um, especially with tone and depending on what's going on. But I want an apology to at least acknowledge that you did something. Um, I don't yeah. always need, you know, I do think that what you're talking about is kind of like that extreme case where it's repetitive and that does, you need extreme action when there's an extreme situation. I think on a uh, more daily basic level, an apology should just be an acknowledgement of, you know, wrongdoing, wrongdoing if you feel that it's right, but you have to put action behind it and make sure that that's your intention. I know a lot of people will say like, I didn't intend to. I hate that. After a certain point, unintended is intended, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, see, I think that's the other part to, like, the softer side of not apologizing in in my my world. Because I, coming from, like, a huge interest or whatever, like, value in stand-up comedy. And, and, like, I really value when people are offensive towards me. Because, like, that's the feedback that I can actually work with. If you're just always giving me compliments, it's like, all right, well, that's the thing that I'm doing good. Okay, I can just keep doing that. Awesome, thanks. But when you give me, like, harsh feedback so like a lot of times and especially like with guy friends like the the way we pick at each other just tries to strengthen the bones just tries to kind of like be like reassure everyone that you know we're all playing around here but they can go too far and and sometimes I'm, i'm very guilty of this where i like will take that into other groups um and like say something like like Alyssa, i might say something offensive to you and and like and i I think those are some of those few situations where I would apologize and my, you know, follow up some is kind of related to the, I didn't intend to, but I will lean on that. I'll be like, like my apology in that scenario. If I did say something to, to you, Alyssa, I'd be like, look, I just, you know, didn't fully understand. I was kind of just trying to make jokes. Um, I had no intention. I'm not going to talk about that around you. And you might think that's, little extreme it's like well i think that's great honestly because you're not well, saying think, that you didn't intend to you're acknowledging that you hurt you know whatever's feelings and you're making a vow to improve that and not do that again but i think initiative i think it's there's oh, yeah, yeah there's also another thing that you can do here and i really i like and i j- literally just saw it today so it plays really nicely into this conversation and it was a cartoon. It was two freaking cartoon characters. One was a little turtle, and one was a little dinosaur. And they were like, "Oh, I think I really hurt someone's con- like feelings in that in that conversation we had." And like the turtle goes back to the dinosaur and was like, "Okay, well, did you ask them what they heard?" And it's like, "Oh shit, did you ask them what they heard?" Because what you said and what someone heard are can be two totally different things, and that's simply because we're two totally different. And completely wired separately kinds of human beings. So, like, we can have a one-on-one conversation and I can be like, so, like, what did you hear today? And she can be like, oh, I heard X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, the fuck? Where the fuck did you get all that from? But, like, okay. I mean, I'll see it. But, like, fuck you too. Like, but, like, I think it it comes in the sense of, like, if you can feel that, like, that energy shift and that, that all of a sudden your relationship is off, whoever it is, you can simply go back and be like, hey, what did you hear? Because I don't know if that was really what was intended to be said. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where the intent part, I didn't mean, I didn't intend that. I think that's where it comes in of, like, what did you hear? What did you just hear me say to you? Yes. Yeah. 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 And 
Because what I was going to say is, like, I'll acknowledge that I hurt you or offended you. And that's what I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it affected you in that way. I'm not I'm not sorry for what I said. It, we hate that phrase. We do. We I hate that phrase. I'm sorry you feel that way. That's a cop-out for me. I'm sorry. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe that's... Because it's, genu- it's not genuine to me in that. Well, I'm not genuine. You're like, I'm sorry you feel hurt, but I, I don't really care about it. Well, yeah, but... I see this is weird because like we agree on a lot of the the ways in which we apologize but like I also disagree with that because like I this is why I don't like apologizing because when I apologize it just sets you up to go well that didn't seem genuine so that's the other side of it is like doesn't matter what if I say I'm sorry you're some people just won't believe you because you're just forever gonna sound ingenuine so why even waste your time I'll acknowledge it time and time again like I hurt you. That was too far. I, I, I said too much. I did the wrong thing. I should. But, but that is a different acknowledgement than an apology. Yeah. That being like, I hurt you. And th- I know that that wasn't, that wasn't my intention, but that's the way you took it. So I, I am going to do better. I think is different than being like, I'm sorry I, that you I feel hurt, that way. Yes. I hate apologies. Don't say I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Let's- don't say sorry. Don't accept sorry. Just accept, acknowledge what happened. Confront it. Have that conversation. I'm 100% down for that. I was going to say, we all can agree that we you need to have a conversation when it mm-hmm. comes to po- apologies. Well, Everyone's yeah. different. Everyone has their preferences. Open, honest communication but is I a think huge you, thing. And you need to know what your other what the other person likes. I think you need to have, like, that needs to be a conversation. Because, like, you need to definitely talk to a spouse going forward. If you date someone, I don't do apologies. Because <laughs> your woman, you should I'm going to tell you right sure. now, your woman is not going to agree with that. Because you're going to end up in a lot of hot water and a lot of sleeping on the damn couch. But it's I, Hell fine. no. Oh. It's fine. You can have your way of doing things, but you have to you, just communicate that. Exactly. Like, yeah. The reason I want an apology is because I want to have that person hear what I have to say and actually like repeat it back to me. Like they understood the assignment type of thing. That sounds like, fucked up. Yeah, that sounds or, just as bad. No, but like, if but you like, hurt my feelings, you said something shitty. Like, I don't want you to just apologize or say because you know, because you you think you hurt me. I want you to apologize because because you understand I, why you hurt me or how you the, hurt me, so you don't do it next time. That's right, the so empathetic side of you and I. So that's why that's why I like to, and I'm I'm more of a confrontational person where I will go up to you and be like, I acknowledge that I hurt you. Like my bad. Don't know what I did. But, like, that's what I'm confused about because you're like, you need to know what you did wrong. A lot of times, oh my God, I don't know no. what I did wrong. No, no. I disagree with that statement. I disagree with that because I think a lot of people hurt my feelings because I'm a sensitive-ass bitch. So I'm going to tell you, listen, I know that maybe you didn't mean it this way, but this really hurt my feelings because of X, Y, and Z. I am not one of those bitches that's going to be like, you should know I am fucking mad. No, bitch. But, no, all right. Mind. all right, so, so how damn. often, and I'm not asking how often you apologize, but how often do you acknowledge to the other person that that happens like how often do you have it's that conversation four out, okay. five, four out of five I was do you say, confront in my, it in my last relationship all the time I confronted it now going back before that relationship no mm. I was a totally different person because I didn't I didn't understand the value in that but going forward I have a hundred percent been like you you said some things and I don't know if that was what you meant but I need to get this off my chest and be like 
X, Y, and Z really hurt me because, and I always give an explanation of this was because of my past or this was because I think this way. Before they come to you with an apology? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. No, I, I have even done it recently within one of my relationships. I went to the person and was like, look, you don't need to give me an apology. I don't want one. Like you said what you said and that's fine. But here is why I am I have these sort of feelings. I'm angry. I'm upset with you and whatever. I don't want you to apologize if you truly meant what you said. But these are my feelings, X, yeah. Y, and Z. And this is my reason why I feel this way. So that person can also understand a deeper reasoning why I am the way I am and why maybe going forward that's not the best way to also approach me about what you wanted to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that, but that's, like I said, that's within the last year. I have been able to grow that way and have those conversations. And I genuinely think being in lockdown and only seeing this beautiful human next to me for a whole ass year and a lot of drugs also helped with that as well. (laughs) We do not advocate for drug use on ever-changing vibes. (laughs) I think awareness and space is the takeaway because you you made a great point, but I think you have to give space to that partner for yourself to explain yourself and your Mm -hmm. awareness, um, but also to your partner to be able to find the space to apologize or figure it out mm-hmm. or or going forward like approach me differently okay so and, and, and i hate because because i really hate the i hate these these words we need to talk <sighs> don't 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 even fucking come at me with that shit because i'm gonna sit there all so day anxiety I'm especially it's there. over text oh forget it not even in person don't do it in person i start oh, getting rather- fidgety no i because i start getting fidgety i'm like oh my god and i start replaying the last 48 hours if not more in my head at least in i can't part- i can't i can't do it don't don't do that to me don't because i will totally miss out on what you just said because you're gonna go in to be like we need to talk and then go into your topic and i'm not even paying attention at because least- i'm so caught up in what the fuck i might have done wrong you don't do why? it you know why i'm an overthinker Anticipation. Yeah, I'm a fucking. I'm also <laughs> a fucking. I'm also a fucking. It really is. Fucking anxiety. Yeah. What it is. <laughs> but like, at, at least in person, you can confront that person and ask them to support you in saying like, "Hey, I'm feeling um, upset and uncomfortable with those words, and I'm worried about like our relationship, for example." Yeah. But. Oh fuck me. That's right. I got you, boo. I know. For me, if you say we need to talk, even in person, I. I completely shut down. Those are those are words that make me just shut down. I don't want to have that but, conversation. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Over text. I've gotten them at work before. Do you know how much anxiety that eight hours gives me? Fuck I'm like, I shit. don't need all that time. Like, tell me right before. <laughs> I don't like surprises. Yeah, or just be honest. Be like, hey, I, I need to get X, Y, and Z off my chest. It's not fair to just say we need to talk about this. But I know that you're at work, so I know like we need to have yeah. a deeper conversation about X, Y, and Z when you more come More information. Home. Give me more information. Don't be cryptic. Yeah, don't. It's, what, if, what if it's vague, but no, mm-mm. we need to talk about the house. That's not vague, though. It's, you're telling the person what it is. When you say we need to talk, everyone thinks it's a breakup speech. Everyone. Yeah. I don't think there's a person on this planet that would say otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, but, If okay. you say we all need right. to talk about the house, I'm like, oh, all right. We need to talk about the house. Cool. All right. So, like, what about the house? I'm like, hmm, I wonder if it's, like, the outside. I wonder if it, But I don't have anxiety about it. I'm just, like, thinking about the things that, like, oh, yeah, I mean, we do, we should, we really should talk about the house. Because then I start thinking about the things I need to also bring to the table and bring to that talk. I feel like we need to talk. I'm thinking about the last five top things I did that were shitty. Yeah. Or am I breaking up? Absolutely. Hey, hey, we talked about 
how um coming like not realizing it realizing you care about someone until something significant happens so maybe that we need to talk that you have to sit on for eight hours the rest of your work shift or whatever it is oh my god helps you helps you kind of like have that understanding you can have that i can't i've had i literally have had this the we need to talk text allowed me to think about you know what like because all week i had been thinking about like seeing how the the relationship's slowly coming to an end anyways and, and i'm like yeah i guess i don't really care about her when i got the we needed to talk and i had to sit on that for the rest of my work day i was like no i do i i want to make it work out so yeah whatever i agree we need to talk but you went now right I, to like worrying about your relationship and the status. Mm. Um, is that what I'm getting from yeah, you? Yeah, in a good way. Because it a, ended in a good way. But no, that it ended in a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! No, but I mean, like you had the realization that you're like, okay, I want to work on this further. Yes, I understand relationships are two parties, so she clearly didn't feel maybe the same way. But it, regardless, you still had the initial thought of this is around my relationship with this person. Yes, because yeah. and, and that's terrifying. Yeah, but forever it's you can terrifying. be you can be indecisive. I was indecisive for for at least two weeks leading up to it. Really. Yeah. Be indecisive on your own time. I'm sorry, yeah. that's kind of blunt. But, like, you can't say we need to talk. It's be direct, one, to go back Woo! to that one. And then, two, I do feel like you should be having, if you, you know, it's healthy to have check-ins with your partner. I don't feel like every time someone 100%. says we need to talk, because that's where the anxiety comes from. Oh, baby, we need to talk. Oh, hey, love, we need to talk. Like, I okay, think, just, yeah. how are yeah. you, how are you, you know what? what partner <laughs> asks you how you're doing this week and if you want to bring up any problems that you have? Like, how are you feeling in this relationship? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel safe? Did you want to talk anything? Like, how did something often I did do we this, bring, if this week, yeah. like, bother you? How or? often do we bring open space and offer that to somebody else? You're talking about vulnerability. Yeah, how to the, make someone more vulnerable to you. Offer that space. Yeah, seriously. And I think that's why, Alyssa, I think you and I's relationship has been so nice. And that's because we have both very genuinely been like, I'm giving you open space to do what you need to do. And I'm going to love you pretty much no matter what. Even if I call you on your fucking bullshit and tell you, listen, bitch, you're fucking up. Or listen, that's really shitty. Why did you do that? Like, I think I think it goes to that, like, open space and kind of... If you know your partner has anxiety with the words we need to talk, why would you put your partner through that stress? If you genuinely yes. cared you know. about them. If yeah, you and know. especially if you know. But if Agreed. you are a healthy, communicating couple relationship, that we need to talk will never happen. As you no, were saying. Like, exactly. Absolutely. If That's there's always open communication, then you'll never need, we need to but talk. You need, but you also, as a partner, and this goes for anyone, any of our listeners, as a partner... You need to offer open space because I can tell you that the other person may not always offer up that open space because they have a bunch of other shit going on. Yeah. So they're not necessarily going to be like first off the bat like, oh, well, let's do this. But I bet if you approach your partner with the, hey, I really want our relationship to succeed because I see us having similar morals and values for X, Y, and Z in our future, I would like to be able to have these types of conversations with you. And I think, honestly, 
I think we talked about this last week, that first 90 days of like that vetting process of not sleeping with someone and really dating someone, that those are the types of conversations you have. I was going to say, earlier the better. Because if you bring that up after those 90 days, this other person immediately assumes that like those sort of deep conversations are not something that you are seeking. They're not highly sought after in your relationship. Well, I hate small talk. <laughs> right. I got to... Yeah. yeah, same. But yeah. um, I, that's why our 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 motto and our slogan is our slogan. So why is it so important? The whole like needing to establish these communications, the way you're t- explaining how those conversations need to to be discussed, where it's like, hey, I don't like when you do this, blah blah blah. Justin, I think we've known each other a short time, but like we're we're pretty open. Yeah, we we have a pretty good relationship. How come we've never had those discussions? Because we're already open with each other. Okay, podcast. so so like, so podcast, yeah, well, maybe I the mean, outlet. I think but for, regardless, for I, him, it's the out the the outlet. He, but I'm just I already exuberate that energy of just like talk to me. I, love I that say energy. that I say that a lot. I say I mean maybe I don't know. I may, I probably say it to you all the time. I'm like talk to me, be direct but, with me, talk to me. But okay, so maybe this was an exception. Um, but like. There's other people in your life where you don't have those, you're still friends with, but you don't have those like, all right, like, let's have this open. Like, I don't like the way you said this to me. I don't like the way. See, that I, doesn't I, happen in your life. You, no, because wait. I'm very, I'm very direct with the me people and my that roommate I talk about. Like, no, definitely I, have disagreements. There's things oh. that I piss him off, say, do that he doesn't like, and same back to me. But like, we never need to address it. Oh we no, we just figure it out. We just go, okay, he obviously didn't like that. Just don't do that, and then like. Do the better thing. Well, I mean, I think there are definitely moments that are very obvious that are like, hey, I shouldn't be doing that thing because obviously someone had a feeling about it. But like, I'm like, I also don't want to make assumptions because then I think this is also a really big thing I took away from the four agreements that I really have worked on not assuming and not having expectations for other people. I think those are two massive things that have really helped me implement this. Hey, talk to me. I want you to talk to me because I want I don't want to make assumptions about the fact of like what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're going through, because you and I's experience from day one out the fucking womb is very different, Mm -hmm. very different. So I'm not going to make an assumption that you are having the exact same mindset and thought about this one thing that was said when that's not true. So just talk to me. Be direct. How many times have I fucking said that to you, Brandon? Mm. A lot. And how many times have I said to you, hey, just talk to me. It's fine. Like, be open with me. I want you to talk to me. I want you to feel like you can talk to me. I say that all the time. Can I get your opinion on something? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we talked about, like, starting earlier the better, and you said that you don't feel that in your life so much, but if you're talking to someone from, like, a third party, how do you approach, like, a long-term friendship, for example, if you don't have that type of relationship, how would you open up that conversation? Like a third party? Wait, hold on. You said long term. No, no, no. You said long. I know. I I immediately did that. And then I was like, no, no, no. Like, step out of your own shoes. You're saying, so I'm third party. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at this relationship as like the outsider. You're not, you're not feeling it in your life. I'm asking you to pretend you're Brandon and that he has his best friend, his roommate for like eight years. They don't have that type of relationship where they can have just, hey, talk to me, get that dialogue going. How do you approach that? Yeah. I love that question. Um, I think you have to read the room. And I think I think it's harder, especially initially, that first conversation is always going to be filled with a lot of anxiety. And I think 
saying that it's not going to be is an understatement and it's a lie. Um, that first initial conversation is going to be really hard and it's going to be, it's going to feel hard before it even happens, <laughs> I know. but then it's going to happen and you're going to be like, am I? Whoa. It doesn't have to be anything Whoa. big. No, either, exactly. I think. It could be, it but. could be as simple as like, you know, the whole, like I'm doing the trash, I'm doing the dishes, I'm doing whatever, like, and I don't feel like I'm having your help. Like start with smaller topics. I, I think that's where I think I might be going with this. When you're having an issue with someone, try to bring up a smaller topic before you dive into the really hard things. Oh. See, I wasn't even going with problems. I was just talking about like this. Like we have a very deep conversation type of relationship. Yeah. For the people that don't, they already have established relationships trying to break into deeper dialogue okay we'll yeah. start with start with things that are out with like outside your relationship and dive in deep with those things like you and i talk about fucking you know space and fucking the egg yeah i have the randomest questions i think that's a big thing you know sit down questions on pinterest just ask mm-hmm. somebody i think my best advice is sit down watch in a nutshell with somebody and start your deeper conversations is that a movie? there no so in a nutshell is a youtube tv series we're not sponsored um but it it they talk about a lot of different, th- a lot of different topics. My favorite one was the egg. Um, and Is that the video? That's the that one was, that I showed you when the guys, guys were all over. that was such a great video. You do need to watch the egg one. Um, that was the one that, yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the, Very outside the five guys, being. The five guys standing around the computer like, whoa. <laughs> Complete like all night long partying, having a good time. And I don't mean partying and like, you yeah. know, like dancing and shit, but I mean like we were just all chatty, loud, like, you know, a, a consistent conversation happening. And I put on this video of the egg and I was like, y'all gotta watch this. Y'all gotta watch this. And five dudes and me and Alyssa are sitting there and these five guys are all dead fucking silent. And it's what, maybe a seven minute video, I think, I think maybe so, yeah. 10 minutes max. Their videos are really short, but it's a, like a lot of information thrown at you. Yes. So start with that. Start with the things that are outside of your personal boundaries. Even though like within that is going to be personal, you're going to bring your your personal perspective and your personal opinions, but opinions can always be swayed and changed um, because you can gain more knowledge and then be like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Okay. never mind. I changed my mind about that. Um, And that's something that I think maybe that would be a good topic to talk about on a later episode of like being able to take in new information and change your mind about it. I think we should dive into that on a different talk on a different episode, but um, I think in a nutshell would probably be a great place to start if you want to start d- having deeper conversations with people because they dive into a lot of like I think outside of our parameter. Yourself. Yeah, of ourself, whether it's past like going through like the evolution of the alien race and what it might look like or the uh, like what the solar system is and what the egg is. And I'm not going to even elaborate on the egg. That could be a whole goddamn episode. But um, I think starting with the things outside of a personal relationship, more of like a I want to. What? I think just outside of yourself, a new topic, something maybe you both haven't discovered, a new experience always mm. gets you going. Ooh, that's a, um, that's a good one. Try new experiences together. Yeah, I love that. Um, Rock climbing, hiking, if you, like, if you both hike separately, but, like, y'all could go together for the first time, that's, like, still technically a new experience. Try each other's hobbies. Yeah, yes. try, oh, I like that. Try each other's hobbies. So there's, there's your answer to that question, Brandon. I think yeah. find, or even a documentary. I think okay. I think that's. I think, I think stepping that's, outside of yourself and finding something else new to discover. 
I, I don't like small talk. I don't like how are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing today? No. Like it gets boring and it gets old fast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A listen I don't usually start with, hey, so how are you feeling today? No, we usually start with, okay, so what's the new tea going on? Like, what's the drama this week? Like, lay it on me, baby. Lay it thick. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Because, like, I know personally, like, I'm I'm super talkative, clearly. I mean, that's why I fucking got on a podcast. I'm the introvert of yeah, this relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Alyssa sits at home most nights and it does, does hurt. Thanks for calling me out, bro. Well, you do, but like you just, you I called own, yourself out. You I said you were an it. introvert. Don't worry. I own that shit. I was like, bitch, don't come at me. You said you were the introvert. So don't I start. fucking sit home and watch anime. It's okay. Yeah. But I think, but I think doing that, you offer a different perspective to our relationship. You're much more the introverted. Yang. So yeah. Yang yeah. So you sit back in a lot of like our more public interactions and you see things that I don't catch on to because I'm in the interaction. I'm enjoying the interaction. And you're like, I'm going to sit over here. I'm going to drink my tea and let somebody do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Somebody else's perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And I have the opposite perspective of like the in the mud, in the shits, like in the conversation sort of. It's really funny because we're very different. And then at the same time, like we're the same person because we also agree on a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. We also get called twins a lot while we're out, but I don't don't see it. I don't see it. It's fine. But yeah, um, I think, think you know, let's circle back to Brandon's question. I think you need to try either one, a new experience. That was Alyssa's question. That was Alyssa's It was yours. It was just wrapped up in something else. It was a nice bow I put on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's one way to put it. (laughs) But yeah, I think try new experience. If you want to get into a deeper conversation with someone, try a new experience with them. And then y'all can kind of like snowball a conversation from there. Or watch, I think documentaries are great places to start because you can have really deep conversations about those yeah. documentaries. Or thought-provoking questions. Yeah. I I go back to Pinterest. Pinterest yeah, has so true. many things. Just go on there, search up some quotes, and you'll just find something to talk about. Yeah. A question and I think yourself. I think sometimes starting with the dissimilar things versus the similar things is kind of a yep. nice way to go because you know that like you're both gonna have totally different, different things different it. things to bring to the table i also like going on people's um thought process so i, I typically ask mm. a lot of people like oh well, how did you get to that conclusion what was your yeah, you did thought that process last week to me the- fucking bitch oh fuck you no i liked it but like fucking bitch in the moment i was like i don't like this you right loved now. me I that feel- entire time i did love you because you were making me think harder but i also was like mm, i don't really love this because we I don't, don't like the no fuck you you have to have somebody to challenge your life yeah absolutely you do that for me by the way just so you yeah, know appreciate it i have i assume i mean that's the kind of relationship we just have so i just kind of assume so all right i think that kind of wraps everything up here. yeah nice bow yeah. <laughs> Which, Brandon, uh, do you have any questions? Yeah. Uh, do, are, do you want to uh, get hired for Ever Changing Vibe, listen back, and just dance everything up with a nice little summary video, toss a little bow on there oh. so I can be like, that's what I was trying to say. Thanks. See, for she yeah. gets it. <laughs> I feel like I fill in a lot of people's sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The more consumable version of Ever Changing Vibes. <laughs> I'm brought I'm to you direct. by Alyssa. I'm direct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I have nothing else. I think this is a... Uh, been quite an entertaining episode um I'm, but oh go ahead i think yeah. i would like to wrap it up by challenging our listeners to get out there one way or another whether that's that creative outlet um anonymous anonymously if i can say the word post something mm. um or maybe start a new communication that you didn't think you could 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. We're going to end it right That's there. That's my fucking outro. outro to make up from last week. <laughs>